Hey everyone, this is Leela Sinha. Welcome to Power Pivot, the podcast version two. This is where we talk about business, leadership, ethics, community, and the way it all fits together. I'm glad you're here. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one of the two places that I've been avoiding. The other one, you'll have to wait and find out what that is. But I've been avoiding politics. I've been avoiding talking about CIF and intensives and expansives and politics. And this is now coming up on the third election cycle, the third, we're, I, I can't believe we're starting a national election cycle in the midterms, but we are, because that's where our country is. And I have to say this. I have to bring this to the fore because this is so important and we aren't talking about it. Nobody else is analyzing politics through this lens. And so even though a political analysis is not my um, not my original area of expertise, I, I, we got to talk about this. So I developed this framework between 2014 and 2016. The book came out in 2016 and in July of 2016. And of course, we all know how the election went in fall of 2016 and what happened after that. And now we've been through the 2020 election and we're coming up on 2024. It doesn't feel like it's that close, but I know it's much closer than it feels in terms of analysis, in terms of who we're running, in terms of how we're setting ourselves up to succeed or fail in this next election. And so I got to talk about this. We need to start looking at political candidates through the intensive expansive framework. We have got to do this. Institutions, entire institutions can be intensive or expansive. And entire institutions can need an intensive leader at some moments in their evolution. And other times in their evolution, they need an expansive leader. So the need of an institution can change over its lifetime. Won't necessarily, but often it will. When do we need intensive leaders? We need intensive leaders when we're kind of stuck in the mud. We need intensive leaders when we're in a really deep slump. We need intensive leaders when we need imaginative, unbelievably creative solutions to problems that feel insurmountable. We need intensive leaders when we need inspiration. Those are all great times to have intensive leaders. When do we need expansive leaders? We need expansive leaders when we need comfort, when we need steadiness, when we've been through a crisis and we're coming out of that crisis and we're just looking for some smooth sailing for a while. We don't really want to rock the boat. We don't really want to do anything controversial. We just need to recombobulate. We just need to get our, our sense of balance back. So what are we going to do? How are we going to do in this election cycle? I think it's a really fascinating moment because whereas during the 2016 election, it was really clear that the country needed and wanted an intensive of some kind. There was this craving for radical change. There was this craving for, um, for kind of loud um, intense responses to things. And I, there is a whole analysis I can do of the 2016 election, but I prefer to focus forward. Going forward, we have an interesting situation because we have, I believe, Joe Biden is an expansive. He's an expansive leader. I don't actually know what he is personally, 
but he leads like an expansive. He leads as close to the center of the road as he can get. He tries not to make controversial decisions. He tries to soothe and smooth as much as possible. He doesn't like to get out there and make really extreme statements about things. He makes statements as um, as moderately as he possibly can. And as a result, he's really irritated the progressives who voted for him because they really wanted more intensive responses to things. But that's not who he is as a leader. That's not how he functions as a leader. And when he was vice president with Obama, he provided some balance. Obama, even though Obama is more moderate than a lot of intensives as a leader, I think that's partially due to him having to deal with racism as a constant factor in his life and in his leadership. And what Obama and Biden were able to do together is Obama was able to be a mild intensive and Biden provided that mild expansive balance point in the public eye. And sometimes they would trade. They're both playing very close to the center, whether that's true of them or not. So what's happening now? We're coming, I, I, we are not at the end of the pandemic. It's still happening. Hopefully, hopefully we'll end up with some better medical responses that will help us resolve it in a more complete way. But people are mentally coming out of the pandemic. It's been, it will have been three years solid of being under this incredible amount of stress. And we had an expansive leader during that stress, which has worked out okay, because mostly he's been very steady state, very let's keep everything else from breaking. Let's see what we can do to keep things on the, on the, this just kind of like, let's just get this boat moving and keep this boat moving at a nice steady pace. Right. And that has worked mostly. It's irritated a lot of people at the extremes, but it has kept us from, from floundering profoundly. Unfortunately, the agitation at the extremes is for an intensive leader, is for intensiveness in one direction or the other. There's a lot of desire for an intensive leader right now. So that's not what ordinarily I would expect. Ordinarily, I would expect coming out of a crisis or um, at least psychologically moving out of a crisis moment in an institutional history, I would expect us to be looking for an expansive right now. But because so much feels unresolved and because there are so many new crises coming up on an almost daily basis. We've had to adjust to a very different kind of news cycle from, say, the news cycle I grew up with in terms of how many crises are present in any given day, how many headlines are bad in any given day. Because that's the cycle we're in, people are looking for change. People are looking for that intensive leadership, for something they can really get their hearts and minds and souls behind. And that's intensiveness. That's that charismatic leadership that an intensive brings. So I think even though we're coming out of a crisis and ordinarily we would want an expansive to help us kind of come smoothly into the next phase of our existence as an institution, what we're looking at is a lot of people who are desperate for some kind of change. We're looking at a lot of ongoing crisis and we're looking at a bunch of people who don't feel like this expansive leadership is really doing what it needs to do. And as a result, we are looking at people who are looking for an intensive leader. So I think that in this next election cycle, we're going to see a lot of 
favor for intensive leaders. And indeed, we can see as people are starting to kind of bubble to the top as candidates, that the people who are bubbling to the top are in fact intensives. And they are intensives who are maybe willing to do even more radical things than their intensive predecessors. So, you know, we have Biro O'Rourke on one side, we have um, DeSantis on the other side. And in both cases, and of course, we have Trump. And in in all three cases, we have people who are willing to do things that previous people would have said, oh, no, we can't possibly do that. That's not allowable. And what we're facing as a country, as, a, as an electing population, as a voting population, what we're facing is unallowable crisis. And so we're willing to consider unallowable responses. And unfortunately, some of those unallowable responses, especially... Um, especially on the on the more conservative political side are um, are dangerous are damaging and so as we look at the candidates who are emerging I think what we're seeing is this real hunger for that intensive response for something that is not stabilizing but disrupting now how is that going to play out over the next a little over two years that really depends on the news cycle. We really don't know. It's become very unpredictable. We're seeing the conversation get polarized around specific issues like abortion and immigration in Texas. And that's one way of kind of focusing an electorate, focusing the voters' attention um, on something that feels like it's a thing that mobilizes through intensiveness this particular issue thing is is a very intensive season tactic. It wouldn't work in an expansive season. In an expansive season, we'd be looking for like, what are their, you know, what's their temperament like? What's what's their long-term record like? How do we think that they will be able to carry us forward through this uneven future? And that's not what we're hearing. What we're hearing instead is this incredibly polarizing, very specific issue-oriented campaigning and to me, that points to the ways in which the people who control the conversations or who are trying to control the conversations around the elections, around politics in this country, are really focusing on this desire for an intensive leader. They don't know they're doing it because they don't have this language, but that's what's happening. We have intensives and expansives, and right now, we are, even though we are coming out of a particularly rough period, and ordinarily we'd be looking for an expansive. We have so much ongoing crisis that what we're really looking for is an intensive, someone who can inspire us, someone who can come up with solutions we haven't thought of because we're all feeling stuck, we're all feeling stumped. We want someone that we can take comfort in following, which means they have to be charismatic and clear and visionary, but in a way that feels relatable. And that's a really tall order. But I think ignoring that as we move forward through this election cycle is going to be extremely foolish, so we shouldn't be doing it. Speaking in the shorter term, of course, what we do and who we run and how we elect people this fall is going to affect how we elect people next fall. And again, I think we have to be really aware of how our local communities, whoever whoever we're voting for, if it's you know if it's 
if it's Congress members, if it's um, mayors, if it's school board members, like all those people, we have to be aware of how much in crisis our local community feels and whether or not that's driving the community toward an intensive leader or an expansive leader. And take a look at who's available to run. If somebody isn't in the right slot, right? If, if you don't have any intensives running and what you think people are going to be craving isn't intensive, start looking for somebody. If it's too late to get them on the ballot this time, start looking at, at how you can get intensiveness into the process, into the um, environment anyway, because people will gravitate toward it if that's what they're craving. Same with expansiveness. If people are looking for slow, steady, comforting, reliable, and you want to be in that space, figure out how to incorporate that into, if you're running for office, incorporate it into your campaign. If you're running um, somebody else, if you're supporting somebody else's campaign, figure out how that person can can meet those needs because ultimately what intensiveness and expansiveness describe are behavioral patterns and the needs that emerge from those behavioral patterns. And so what we're looking for now is what is the need of the people? How can the people be best served? What is their perceived need? What is their actual need? And what are we going to do about it? That's what elections are about. How are we going to serve the needs of the people? And using this framework will give us another lens, another way of understanding what is needed, what people believe or feel like they need, and how to meet those needs. Thanks for listening. I'm sure there'll be more. Hey, this is Kate. I'm a forensic psychologist and crisis clinician, and I collect stories. Everything from true crime to trauma to parenthood. There's a lot more in common between depression and sociopathy or between serial killers and podcasters than you might think. Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at iwbpodcast.com and iwbpodcast on social media. This has been Power Pivot, the podcast. I'm your host, Leela Sinha. Thank you for listening. I offer gratitude for the earth and sky and the support and care of many who cross my path. Our post-production assistance is provided by William Jameson, and you can find him at jamesonav.net. You can find more of me and my work, including leadership consulting and keynotes, at intensiveinstitute.com.